Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry, taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Yesterday in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were talking about the abominable sin of man and the wonderful grace of God to forgive those sins. Let's continue with that message today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Now that takes us back to Deuteronomy, chapter 17, verses 2 through 7. If there be found among you within any of thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, man or woman that hath wrought wickedness in the sight of the Lord thy God in transgressing his covenant, and hath gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or moon or any of the host of heaven which I have not commanded, and it be told thee, and thou hast heard of it, and inquired diligently, and behold, it be true, and the thing certain, that such abomination is wrought in Israel. Then shalt thou bring forth that man or that woman, which hath committed that wicked thing, unto thy gates, even that man or that woman, and shalt stone them with stones till they die. Now, what are they being, for what are they being stoned? They are being stoned for corrupted worship. And he goes on to say, in verses 6 and 7 of that Deuteronomy 17 passage, At the mouth of two witnesses, or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. The hands of the witnesses shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterward the hands of all the people. So thou shalt put the evil away from among you. God hated idolatry. That's why Exodus 34 tells us that he is a jealous God. Now, the man or woman that was referred to in this Deuteronomy passage may have been unsaved since he was worshiping other gods and probably was. But we too, as saved people, can stoop pretty low. Now, the Bible tells us very clearly in Second Peter chapter 1 that holy men of old, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit of God, wrote the Scriptures. In other words, they had to be in a holy condition for God to use them. And I think you would agree with me. However, let's remember, Solomon was used to write scripture. Most believe that he wrote Ecclesiastes near the end of his life. Perhaps he wrote Proverbs earlier. Maybe Song of Solomon he wrote earlier. But then many, many wicked women turned his heart. And he lived much of his life in idolatry as well as adultery. And yet, 
Evidently, there was repentance because God used him to write scripture again because it had to be a holy man to be used. He committed sin, habitual sin. But what does the Bible say of those the Holy Spirit used to write scripture? They were holy men of old. Solomon wasn't saved, then lost. But he did backslide greatly. I think of Nadab and Abihu. They were appointed by God for the priest office. They offered strange incense. Now, they were doing the work of the temple. They weren't doing some strange idolatrous practice. They were doing the work in the temple in the the golden incense altar. And, and they were offering in their censers this incense unto the Lord. However, the influence of Egypt, I believe, was still with them. And although they had this incense they were commanded to offer, I believe that probably sincerely, Nadab and Abihu thought, well, you know what? The incense from Egypt smells much better. And if we offer that, oh, that would be so much better for us and, and for God because it's a better smell than the one that God told us to do. And so they go ahead and they offer strange incense. They tried to make it unto the Lord. But you see, they did it with a contemporary fire. You know, that word contemporary may be a good word to use. I don't think it's contemporary Christian music. I think it's contemporary religious rock music. But nonetheless, it's contemporary. Contemporary means pertaining to the temporary. And that's what that kind of stuff is. It's temporary because God deals with it. Well, Nadab and Abihu were dealing with a contemporary fire. And God immediately sent fire from heaven and devoured them. Now, why would God do that immediately? Is because God hates corrupted worship. Now, I'm sure others have corrupted worship. And God didn't kill them, just like Ananias and Sapphira lied about what they offered to the Lord. And I'm sure many Christians have lied on their 1040 forms of what they gave to the church. But nonetheless... God didn't strike them dead. The reason for striking these dead at the first was to show how much God abhorred, how much he hated corrupted worship. And this 21st century church needs to learn that. And if that being the case, look at verse 29. Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Wow, that sounds hard. Despite unto the Spirit of grace. Wow. So what he's saying here is, you Jews who've seen the Messiah, you've had enlightenment, how much sore will be your punishment? Your judgment. Notice it says, Suppose ye shall he be thought worthy. Whoever he is, he is now the subject of the sentence. That means we don't need to guess then to whom the pronouns in this verse would refer. It's the man who has done these sins. The word who, the subject hath trodden under the Son of God. 
When one gets saved, he is at that very moment sanctified, that is set apart unto the Lord. But he, again the subject that got saved, has now counted this blood an unholy thing, that is the blood of Jesus Christ, as an unholy thing by his willful sin. And therefore, he is the one who is doing despite unto the Spirit of grace. Because the Spirit of grace is also a holy spirit. And willful sin on our part tramples underfoot the Son of God because the Son of God is holy. And notice the description of the debauchery that he has committed in God's sight. Now, again, this is not Andy Bloom's description. This is the Bible description. Okay, this is these are God's words, not my words. He hath trodden underfoot the Son of God. Now to trod underfoot is to show contempt for to show contempt for that upon which you have trodden. This, then, is seen when Jezebel, remember the story of Jezebel, she was cast from the window, and Jehu rides over her remains along with his army of horses. So don't miss the greater sin here. To show contempt for someone's son is a sin against that father. To trot underfoot the Son of God is to sin against God the Father. Rebellion against the standards and the holiness to which we are called as Christians is a sin against God the Father. Because Christian means Christ-like. We are to seek to live Christ-like. Remember, Jesus Christ left heaven's glory to forever confine himself to humanity. Although he maintains his deity, for the rest of eternity, Jesus will also have a human body. He died for our sins. To go back to the way of the world and sinful flesh is then to show contempt, especially when it involves the compromise of doctrine and his word. And so he goes on in verse 29 and says, And hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing. Now, there are those who try to change the word he to mean Christ. But if you do that, it goes completely against the context of this passage. That blood by which you're set apart, that is sanctified, is now considered an unholy thing. In other words, you got saved and cleansed of your sin. Now you start calling for liberty instead of to the Spirit, to be free from sin and the desires of the flesh, now you're calling for liberty to the flesh, to do whatever it pleases. Now, in that day, they called it Gnosticism. Today, there are a lot of preachers calling it liberty or grace. Grace awakening. Well, if that's a grace awakening, then my friend, the sky is not blue, it's pink. So again, that that is that is that is just totally, totally wrong. Totally wrong. Now we see it is not only a sin against the Father here, it is a sin against the Son, who in love shed his blood for us. 
Now, let me read Hebrews 12, 2 through 4, and see how this fits in the context with the entire book of Hebrews. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not resisted under blood, striving against sin. Now, our present text is, I believe, warning against growing weary and faint in your mind. It is a sin against the Son, and is counting His blood as an unholy thing. Now, the word counted has the idea of a definite decision or work in which one counts or places in his asset side this thing. Here it is counting the blood of the covenant as unholy. He considers it an asset on his part for the world to think that he is cool because he is unholy. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light broadcast. 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying, May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.